This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Let's uh, look again. Never underestimate God's ability. Say God is able. Well, that's where our faith needs to be is in God's ability. And God's ability to make things, greater things, his thing happen for you. So Ruth meets a man, Boaz, that happened in a harvest field in that harvest time. There are things that will happen when you're in the right place. You'll have the grace of God. There's nothing there's no nothing like and there's no substitute for the center of God's will. For finding that place where you're assigned. You know everybody's assigned uh at some place. The Bible says God sets some in the church such as pleases him. Well, and I'm part of the the greater good, the greater community. Yes, you are part of the body. Uh, of Christ, you know, but isn't it be funny if your ear was stuck on the was just stuck on the end of your nose? Wouldn't you look funny? I wonder how that would work. You know, we we need to. It's first base to find out where God's place is for you and get in that place. Because if you're not in the right position, they're not the right things are not going to be happening for you. Now, things will happen for you. I mean, you know, you can go uh you can go through life all distorted and you know, uh uh <laughs> you know, any old witch away and every old witch away, but that might not be his way for you and you might miss out on his greater. Cuz you were made for greater things than these, didn't Jesus say that? Isn't God greater than just where you are, what you have, and what you do right now? Oh, I believe that. Now, I'm not talking to people like Jesus said, you got it all together. See, well, I'm going to tell you what, God's still putting together a life that's more wonderful, above all you could ask or think or think. And you know, before the end of your ripe, full, old age, where you're more fruitful than you were in the first half, you'll be more fruitful in the second half. Remember he told Joe, Joe he said, you're, you're going you're gonna to come to the end of your days ripe and uh, in full, amen. Job declared that while he was going through his stuff. So it can't be the end if you ain't there yet. God never ends anything on a negative. He always ends everything on a positive. Guess what? You do win because Jesus won. You're going to be glorious and victorious. So don't give in right now. If it ain't that way, just wait. Just keep on. Keep on to keeping on, Amen. Might be bigger uh, than you estimated, and it certainly will be, but it's not greater than God. Even if it lasts a little longer and is a little stronger than what you felt like you could go through, remember, see, uh, greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. You know, uh, Boaz was the Lord of the harvest, and he's a type of Jesus. He's the kinsman redeemer. And you know, the Lord of the harvest, Jesus, is at work. And we join him, his place and his grace for our life. He refers to us as harvest hands. He, he, we want God to work, but he expects us to work. We want God to work for us, but really God wants us to work with him. Wants us to be co-laborers with him. With him. With him. I'll take the circle that God has made for Passion Church, for you as a person in Passion Church, a member. Uh, boy, we've got... We've got uh, fields all over this world. Got fields in foreign fields where God is reaping harvest. Souls are coming into the kingdom of God. I know America's kind of, you know, 
maybe not so much, but I'll tell you in other parts of the world, see, uh, it's uh, 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 the light is shining in the darkness, and people are coming to the Lord. And those of us that are here, we need to be part of that. We need to be helping where that is concerned. If we don't go, we can send. Isn't that right? I look at that, you know, uh, my my little two cents, so to speak, in light of the the, the great expense uh, of which Jesus will spare no expense. But that two cents matters. You know what I'm saying. Two dollars, two hundred, two thousand you know two million what's that to god in 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 reaping the harvest of the earth there are trillions of people on the planet right now amen the work is great the laborers are few but when we become a co-laborer with him when we partner with god are you listening uh something powerful happens we realize that all along jesus made us a joint heir that when you show up in the harvest field, all the equipment, all the tools, all the stuff to do what needs to be done is at your disposal. Because you're partnering with God. Oh, God's looking for people that will be partners with him. More than a business relationship. You know, this uh, uh, Ruth and Boaz, we'll read the end of the story. What a wonderful story it is. Aren't you glad for the rest of the story? is the happy ever after in your life. I'm glad for the rest of my story. I read over in Deuteronomy, the 8th chapter, it said you need to earnestly remember why God gave you a taste of the hard life. Led you through the wilderness and fed you with manna so that you would learn that man doesn't just live by bread alone. as the sweat of his brow and by what he can do. Man lives by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. God did that to test you and prove you and see what you're made of, whether or not you would trust him or not. And he did that so that in the end you would learn how to live well and he could bring you into the good land where you would like nothing where you would eat bread without scarcity, where everything you have is increased and multiplied. Talked about houses and silver and gold and flocks and herds being multiplied. He said, but you need to be careful. You need to beware. You need to understand. That's why you need to remember where you come from when you get to where, when God brings you into where you're going to so you don't forget and say, I did all this. No, it was God. And God did it for one reason, so that he could show you his, and that you could prove him true and he would prove true to you and he did it to establish his covenant so you could be a witness of that covenant and show other people oh God is good say God is good isn't he the source of good he is Psalms uh uh, 119 68 says God you are good you're the source of good train me in your goodness it's the goodness of God that causes people to change their mind so we see that Boaz speaks to Ruth aren't you glad Jesus is speaking to people that we would consider outsiders people that we would consider foreigners people that come from another place another people another uh, culture than what we come from aren't you glad though that uh, Jesus is uh, speaking today Boaz spoke to Ruth he identified with Ruth he had compassion on he could he could uh, relate you know Jesus can relate with our lives can he he is relational and he can relate and we can relate to him through this story well it says that we see i'm gonna read down uh through starting with verse 8 second chapter he said listen to me my daughter this is boaz speaking and do not go and glean in any other field in fact do not go outside my property at all but stay with the young women who work for me following the harvesters and bundling the grain into sheaves watch the harvesters and see which field they're working in and follow along behind these servants of mine. We've talked about that before. I ha- Listen, you need to, you know, God has got strategically placed your life. And there are people that are to follow you as you follow the Lord. Expect that. When, you go, when you're in a harvest field, where you work is a harvest field. I said where you work is a harvest field. Where you live is a harvest field. Your family is a harvest field. Your friends are a harvest field. The followers are a harvest field. And you know, uh, people are watching you whether you know it or not. 
They watch us, amen? They're following along to see, are you really following the Lord? Oh, yes, they do. Especially in these days, people want a little light because it's pretty dark outside. It's pretty, in the dark, you can't see where you're going. In the dark, things happen that you don't know what happened or how it happened or why it happened. Isn't that right? Because you're in the dark. The Bible says this. It says, look carefully, darkness covers the whole earth. But your light has come. Arise and shine. Let the glory of God be seen on you. Amen. Well, he says this, follow along. He said, I have warned, everybody say warned, the young men not to touch you. If you are thirsty, go get a drink from the water jars. My young men have filled for the harvester. Overwhelmed, Ruth bowed down before Boaz, putting her face to the ground in front of him. I'm just a foreigner. Why have you noticed me and treated me as if I'm one of your favorites? I have heard your story, Boaz says. I know about everything you have done for your mother-in-law since your own husband died. I know you left your own mother and father, your home and your country, and you have come to live in a culture that must seem strange to you. May the eternal repay you for your sacrifices and reward you richly for what you have done. Everyone say repay and reward. The eternal repays and the eternal rewards. It is it is under the wings of God's of Israel's God, the eternal one, that you have sought shelter. I pray you will continue to, Ruth again, I pray you will continue to look upon me with such favor, my Lord. I am comforted by your kind words, even though I am not as worthy of them as even one of your servant girls. Later, during the meal, Boaz spoke to Ruth again. Aren't you glad that the Lord will will help us? The Lord, you know, we don't need to live out of what God said 20 years ago. You can live today if you hear his voice. Don't harden your heart. Amen? Don't harden your heart to the fact that God wants to walk and talk with you every day. That Jesus has something to say to you every day. Put your face in his face and expect his mouth. I said, put your face in his face and expect him to speak to you from his mouth to your ears. And you know what attracts God when a heart is hungry to hear? How do we know a heart is hungry to hear? It's not a duty or obligation where that is concerned. It is, uh, we have a revelation. Uh, we have a revelation that God wants a relationship with us. And we're listening to obediently do whatever we hear him say. We're just going to do the day with God. Just going to do today with God. Not separate from him, not, but with him. All right? Together with him. As two friends would work together. Remember, it says friendship is reserved for the God worshipers. He confides in. He confides in. Jesus said, because you're my friends, I tell you everything I'm doing. Is God doing something today? We don't need to concentrate on what he did yesterday. We're going to focus on what he's doing today. He said, don't worry about tomorrow. If tomorrow comes, are you hearing? And I, I'll assure you of this. If you, if you woke up, not dead again, tomorrow, and the, and the world is still going on, then he said, as long as the earth remains, there'll be seed time and harvest. So we're in the harvest time. In the natural, but also the spiritual. I think God's bringing the natural and the spiritual time clocks together. I believe that with all of my heart. I want to be right now with God. I want to be on the same page with God, but I also want to be in today is the day of salvation. I want to be in the right now with God. What's God doing now? Well, God's still in the saving business, is he? The delivering business, the healing business. God is, at, is, is working. The Bible says he always works, and he's working today. Well, but we're working in the harvest field. He went down here... Uh, Later during the meal, Boaz spoke to Ruth again. Come over here and have some of my food. Did you dip your piece of bread in the vinegar wine? 
So Ruth sat down. You know, the Lord invites us to lunch on Sunday, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. I'm hungry for barbecue. I'm not talking about that kind of food. You can eat and eat and eat and never be satisfied because man doesn't live by barbecue alone. Amen. God invented fried food. I know down here if it ain't fried, it ain't food. But I'll tell you, are you listening? Hallelujah. This word is like a fire shut up in our bone. God will ignite something. I mean the spark of his word in the, on the, in the tender heart. The tendered heart. Amen. Hungry for the word of God. You might want to do without a little, uh, maybe a little less chocolate cake and a, uh, amen. You can have that afterwards. Isn't that right? I know some of you come to church to get brownies. <laughs> oh, I got to get to church. I probably need to be early. Not to pray. I pray that, that I that I get a brownie. And somebody don't get them all up before I get to them. <laughs> Anyhow. <clears throat> she sat down among the harvesters. And Boaz also offered her some roasted grain. And she ate as much as she wanted. You know you can have as much as you want. Till you're full and satisfied. It says in that Deuteronomy the 8th chapter. It says when you have eaten and are full and are satisfied. You shall bless the Lord your God for the good land. That he's brought you into. You know uh, I guess that information got by me. But it came by way of revelation. Uh, This last time I thought well isn't that something that we pray before the meal. And I never thought about after that I'd eaten that and I was full and satisfied that I ought to raise my hands and say, bless you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. I've had all I wanted. You've been good to me. You've fed me, clothed me, covered my life. Wonderful God. Bless the Lord. Well... She got up after she had eaten. She had as much as she wanted. Even had some left over. When her meal was finished, she got back up and returned to work. Then Boaz pulled some of the young harvesters aside and gave them instructions about her. Let her pick up grain from among the sheaves. Do not reprimand or humiliate her for gleaning where it is usually forbidden. Instead periodically pick out a stalk or two from the sheaves and have that have already been bound and leave them for her to gather for herself. Make sure that no one gives her a hard time. I want to point out two things. The Lord of the harvest warned those who would or could harm or hinder you. Don't touch. Don't touch. Don't touch. Don't touch said, I warned my young man, don't touch her, not to touch you. You know, God has warned those that would hinder or try to hurt you while you're, har- while you're in the harvest, while you're in his harvest field, see, not to touch you. Everybody say, can't touch this. <laughs> but now listen, he also instructed those who are to help you. The message says make it easy for her. Give her special treatment. That applies to you and I. Not only has God warned, gave warning to those who would try to hinder or hurt you, don't touch. He has also instructed those that he has to help you. Make it easy for you. God's talking to angels about you. God's talking to people about you. God has grace and favor for you. God is able to make all grace, favor, and every uh, uh, every earthly form of blessing come to you in abundance. The Bible says so. You have no lack. You have no lack. This is a girl that had experienced extreme lack. 
And boy, I'm telling you, God's just pouring it on. It said he went in her meal, he made sure she had all she wanted and some left over. You know, God's a God of plenty. He got plenty. There's plenty all around you and I. We shouldn't be living limited or in lack in any way, shape, or form. Now, there's this, though, that uh, he said, make it easy for her. Give her special treatment. The message says, you know, I believe this. It's never been easier to recognize that Jesus wants to help you, that Jesus wants to give to you special treatment. God's grace and God's favor. You can't earn it or... or uh, we may feel like Ruth that we don't deserve it, but take the grace. Let God love you. Let God love you the way he wants to love you. Don't limit him to how people say, yeah, God loves those that love him. Well, that's true, you know, but he loves those that don't love him. <laughs> God so loved the world. While we were yet dead in our sin and trespasses and against God, totally, uh, he died for us because he loves us. How much more does he love it when you show up even on the back porch, you know, to eat a few, you know, bites out of the dog food dish? Amen. Got a lot of little running dog Christians sometimes. Just, you know, sneak up on the back porch in the dark and all the while realize that they had a pillow right beside the hearth and the fire to warm them. They could be inside getting petted and loved on and just, you know, uh, have a, have the, uh, uh, my mom and dad used to say, have the life of Riley. Who's Riley? The dog's life. Amen. Not old stray Alabama dog hit beside the freeway out there. I'm talking about, you know, pampered pet. Isn't that what the devil said about Job? He said, you, he said he's your pampered pet. Well, you bet he was. Amen? Are you listening? But, you know, uh, well, I believe God sent the devil. No, he didn't. The devil came and, and accused Job, and Job had let the faith wall down. Job didn't have the shield of faith up over all of his life, except his life. Amen. That's a lesson, too, that you can't, your super spirituality is not going to cover somebody's depravity. Somebody else's. You can believe for you, but you can't believe God for your children. They've got to believe God for themselves. All right, let's move forward here. Sometimes we... The Bible says in Psalms 84, 11, For the eternal God is a sun and a shield. He'll warn and he'll instruct concerning you. The eternal grants favor and glory. He doesn't deny any good thing to those who live with integrity. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows present grace and favor and future glory, honor, splendor, and heavenly bliss. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Now, I'll tell you, uh, in the Message Bible, it says this, better yet, pull some of the good stuff out for God is pulling out some of his good, goodness and glory. Goodness and glory. Moses said, he said, I want, I want to see your glory. And the Lord said, I'm going to cause my goodness to pass before you. You're going to see how good I've been. You can't look at how good I'm being right now, you have to look at how good I've been. And boy, I'll tell you, then Moses wrote the five books of the Pentateuch. Where'd you see all that? He wasn't alive back in all that day. Where'd you see all that? In the glory of God. I said, in the glory of God. When God, he saw the goodness of God, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He saw all that and penned it down. He was there caught up in the glory you, oh I don't know about that well then let's let's just look at this for just a moment it said that he was on the mountain with God 40 days and 40 nights supernaturally suspended his physical needs and necessity uh, of, of food and water and it said there that he saw the pattern in heaven God showed him the pattern in heaven of how to build the tabernacle uh, to the detail, he said, build it exactly like I showed you in heaven. 
Now don't tell me that when he, when the goodness of the glory of God went by, he saw God's goodness. So, you know, listen, you, you want to see the glory of God? Look at how good God has been to you, to you. Just look at what God has done. You're still got breath in a heartbeat. You're still here. And I've got good news for you, 120 long and strong. You know, you're not going anywhere anytime soon, especially not today. You know, the devil comes sometimes and say, I'm going to kill you, and the Lord will say, yeah, but not today. Not anytime soon. Are you hearing? Probably not ever. God will just take your breath and you'll go home. Hallelujah. The devil, you're done with the devil, right? You don't have to listen to his threats. Don't pay any attention to him. Well, I'm going to put, can't, see, I'll, I'll say, you know, there'll be a little ache of pain and the devil will go, oh, look at that. I'll go, I'll never have a heart attack. I'll never have stroke. I won't have high blood pressure, diabetes. I'll never die of cancer. I'm not going to have all that. That's not in my lineage. That, it don't come from God, so be gone. Amen. Are you listening? Oh, you know you better go get that checked out. I just checked out. You check out right now. Why would you say such a thing? Because I believe in my heart that what I say, I believe I say of the Lord. He is my rock and my shelter. He's my healer. He's also my keeper. He's, he, the Holy Spirit's quickening my mortal body. I'm getting more alive every day. I mean, it's spilling over into my life. You know, I, I'll tell you what now. You know, I, I'm kind of amazed at what a 62-year-old can do if he has to do it. Second wind, second half, second wind, second chance. You need to believe a little different than, oh, I'll tell you, I'm just a going downhill. Turn around, come on up the hill with me, amen. I had to walk a hill down there, so and save the best for last. Boy, that hill, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what, but you know what? The Lord will get it done. I, I, I went sideways. Sometimes if you can't go straight up, don't be afraid to move sideways. <laughs> Makes the hill a little easier if you just run a little sideways. Amen. Make a little turn. Run back that way. The incline's less if you, he said, make it easier for you. You know, God will give you wisdom. You can still do. Just don't do like you did when you was young and dumb. Anyhow, move on. Wear yourself on down. <laughs> No good thing with he withhold. God is good. He's the source of good. God's not withholding anything from you. Have you ever felt like, though, that some of your stuff was getting held up? You sown seed, all of that. You know, the Bible says this. Uh, verse 17, it says, Ruth uh, worked in the field all day until the sun had nearly set. So it's just about dark. You know, Jesus said there's 12 hours in the uh, day to do your work. No, no, I want to do six hours and I want 12 hours pay. Well, you know, Jesus said there's 12 hours in the day to work. And so you can pick and choose your measure where that's concerned. But you can, there's there's light for 12 hours and uh, so she'd been at it since early morning. We saw that, see? I like to get up early in the morning. Uh, I, 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 uh, uh, if I go to bed at a decent hour at night, uh, I can get up early in the morning. And I get up early enough so that I have time to spend with the Lord. I take the time because I know I have the time. I just need to, I need to discipline myself, you know. Uh, now, you be careful with your phone. You can YouTube yourself. And uh, uh, the TV, you can Bluetooth yourself. You can boob tube yourself into the place where you can't hardly sleep at night. You know, if you work a good day of work, you'll sleep all right. Sleep all night. Sleep good, amen. He gives his beloved good rest. Hallelujah. Amen. But anyway, she worked all day. Everybody say all day. 
Jesus also said we need to work while it is day. Night's coming. The Lord's working. We need to be working with him. Amen. Well, and be productive. That's the blessing. Be fruitful. Redeem the time. Use your time wisely. Build some time in there for God. He gave you time. Have some time for him. Wouldn't it be nice if you listened to the good news as much as you listened to the other news? Do you know sometimes how the devil shuts the, how God shuts the devil's mouth? Stops the mouth of the enemy? He just gets you to turn off the TV. Maybe I should say that over here. You know how sometimes the Lord will shut the devil's mouth? He'll shut off you from listening to it. Just don't listen to it. Just shut it off. If it's bad news and it works all up, shut it off. And replace it. Remove it and replace it with the good news. You know, sometimes how you quench all the fiery darts of the, of the wicked, the Bible says, because you know the devil throw fiery darts at you. Do you notice they were reporting about, and I'm not diminishing the, the reality of COVID, but I'm going to tell you, they're going way back to when this, they go away, they're reporting in 2021 about all the deaths and the stuff, all the numbers are from 2020. Added to 2021 because it ain't strong enough in 2021. Are you listening to get done what they want to do? Keep you in fear. Are you listening to me? Now you can judge it for yourself where that's concerned. I judge it for myself in this. I said, no plague shall come nigh my dwelling. Thousand, ten thousand may fall at my side, but I'm not falling for that stuff. I'm not going to have it in the name of Jesus. I'm looking to the Lord. I'm going to trust in God. I still got to go to Walmart. I know what them folk believe, but you know, I got to walk down the aisle. Isn't that right? Well, I can't go to church now, but you go to Walmart. Well, I got to eat. Well, man, don't just live by what you can get at Walmart. Unless you go over to the Bible section. Thank God Walmart still sell a Bible. <laughs> Is this messing with you too much? Amen. Well, choose for yourself, you know. I mean, we get to choose for ourselves. That's all we get to choose for. But I'm going to tell you what now. You know, uh, when, uh, when, uh, when the world is called up yonder, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When the world is called up yonder, he's going to go down through all the letters all the way to W, and there he's going to find me. Faithful, grateful, where I should be, when I should be there. Hallelujah. Still opened up the window and prayed anyway when it was against the law. When the government said, make the law, church is not essential. Oh, but for me, but for me, where would I be if it had not been for the Lord? I need to come back every Sunday and tell him, Lord, thank you for another week. Thank you that you've been good to me. Thank you, Lord. I got plenty to praise you for. I couldn't, I will not be remiss. You're not going to miss me, Lord. My face is going to be there. I was glad when they said, let us go to the house of God. Well, I tune in later. Honey, I'm in tune and in time with God. Amen. I'm not a forsaker. So I won't be forsaken. When the Lord's looking for somebody to do something for, he's going to find me that I'm doing something with him. Are you listening? I'm doing like I always done. Hallelujah. Amen. Since 1983 in February, I started going to church and I go to church. Hell and high water, storm, dark night. I mean, it didn't matter when times was good, when times was bad. When times was bad is when I pressed in even even more. I, I needed to get in front of God. I needed to, I needed to present myself before the Lord. I didn't need to send somebody on my behalf. I represent my own self. Um, you, why you, why you be like that? Just pull a bunch of stuff out. Well, that's the good stuff. 
Amen. To the faithful, he will show himself faithful. When he looks, he says, it's required of a steward. If who God's looking to give more to, he says, you need to, I need to find somebody that's been faithful with what little I did give them. You know, it's a little thing, get into my car, or you listen, and go to where God tells me to go. It's a little thing. I said, it's a little thing. I got six, six, uh, you know, uh, I get with God on his day, and I know he's going to be with me all my other days. Because I've honored him. And I've treated special his day. So I know that he's involved with me during all my, not as a, a you know, I mean, not as some uh, treadmill, discipline, religious ritual. No, I mean a reality. God, I refuse to do my own thing on your day. I'm not going to treat it as it. This is special. You, I'm blessed in that rest. You rested. You blessed the seventh day and you rested it. So I'm going to live in the, I'm going to get full of the blessing on the seventh day. And then it's going to overflow and empty that all out over everything during my six days. Amen. I'm preaching real good whether you know it or not here. Amen. Well, now, preacher, you know the day that we live in. Yeah, these are the last days, aren't they? Like the days of Noah. Everybody be doing their own thing, and one old man's out in the backyard building a boat, and ain't a bit of water in sight, saying it's going to rain. Ain't anybody ever heard of rain? Had never rained. What are you talking about? Rain? What's rain? Noah, why are you building a boat? We ain't even near water. And he preached for a hundred years. He told everybody, God said, something's coming. Need to get ready for it. Something's coming. I'll tell you what now. I've heard the Lord say, you build an ark for you and your family. You build it. You get it ready because something's coming. Something's coming. Oh, well, there's some stuff we didn't see come, but something's coming. A plague came. Now we're in shortages and a famine. I'll tell you, it's already started. You better get yourself where you need to be. Get you where you can hear. What's God doing? Where's God? Get with God. Amen. You better save your own self from an untoward generation. Going their own way, self-willed and self-serving. You better find out what the will of God is and go His way. Oh, that's just, that's too old-fashioned for me. Oh, give me that old-time, old-fashioned, saving grace way of Jesus Christ. Give me that. Amen. This new way, any old way, it ain't going to do. You're going to find yourself, uh, you're going to find yourself just run slap out of oil. When you need it the most, you ain't going to have enough. You reject God now, you, when, when the time comes when you're really pressed, you'll probably reject him then. Make the hay while the sun shines. Seed is for the future. It's not for today. See, coming here and getting, getting the seed of the word is for the future. This word is for the future. It's more than just for today. Well, it says that she worked all day until the sun nearly set. Now, let's read this. I, I like this. It says, uh, when she finished picking up the leftover ears, she beat her gathered barley grains from the stalks with a stick. Everybody say, beat it with a stick. You know, isn't that something? Here, she gathered it up. God made it easy for it, you know, uh, it made it easier for her, and, and she has an abundance. But there's still that uh, she had to get aggressive. You know, faith has to get aggressive over the harvest. It has to, you have to get aggressive over your harvest. You can gather it all up. But, you know, it's, it, it says she had to beat the grain from the stalks. Some people are just happy knowing about God. You've got to know God for yourself. You got to get with it in the harvest field, but you also got to get after it. You can't just hear this word. You got to get. You got to. You got to beat the revelation out of it. How does this apply to my life? What does this look like? What does abundant life look like? What does healing look like? What does divine health look like? What does peace and prosperity look like? What does joy, uh, full of glory and, and joy unspeakable? What does kingdom come and will be done? What is my heavenly Father's will for my life? 
You got to, you got to get after it. You got to, faith gets aggressive when it knows, boy, it's, that's mine. That's mine. It's unusable in just word form. I can't just carry this Bible around and throw it around in everything I'm doing. I put it in my heart, put it in my mind, and put it in my mouth, and put it into action in my life. I find the application. What does this look like? Pray unceasingly. How does that apply to me? Where do I find that? How do I find out how to do that in my own life? Faith has, an, has works, the Bible says. Faith without works. It's just grain on a stalk, and you can have a big old pile of it. Folks got Bibles stacked up on their coffee table. They got books and tapes and all that kind of stuff. CDs and, you know, DVDs and all that kind of stuff. Gathering dust. Piled up in boxes in storage. Are you listening? No more about God. And when you talk to her, it's like, oh, I know all about that. Religious. Ritual. And happy and satisfied. Self-satisfied. And the foolishness of that. Heard one word from God that is relegated to today. How do I do this today? I rewind up the churches. I on this day, I'm going to hear how to do six days. And that's about as far as I need to go. That post eight feet from this one is still lined up way out there. You know, the string is all the way to eternity. No, I'm aiming at the bullseye. I'm lined up with God. But I got to hear what he's got to say so I can do it now on Sunday so I can do it now. Wednesday, Thursday, does it line up by the time I get to Saturday? I'm satisfied. We got some stuff done. We did some things. My faith showed there was an accomplishment. There was progress in the process. I can see step by step, day by day, one by one, me and God got some stuff done. God things. I done done your will. Your kingdom come, your will be done. See, listen, your kingdom, your kingdom come and nobody do it. You preach the word and pretty bird, nice song, change the channel. What he told one of the prophets, he said, you're like a pretty bird. Singing that country song. But they don't do any of it. Jesus said, why you call me Lord? You don't do what I say. You don't do what I say. You hear, but you don't do it. Now, that's, an, that, that's a measurement that we just, you know, and, and listen, don't get disgusted with folks. See, Sandy's tried that with me. It just don't work. Amen. Much as, she, much as she'd like to try to change me. Amen. Uh, it take, she loved me with the love of the Lord and God has changed me. Amen. By putting a, a love and a gratitude and why wouldn't I want to do what's best for her? If this irritates her, if this isn't making her happy, why wouldn't I, why wouldn't I, you know, uh, are you listening? Why wouldn't I? I mean, we went to the little thing uh, uh, the other day. She saw some little trinket, you know. I mean, you know, she liked it. And it's like, a, you know, thank God that God had given me some extra money. And, and uh, uh, you know, it's my joy to make her happy. Just a little happy. If that makes you happy, amen, have it. Have plenty. Isn't that right? Wasn't like you needed one. Just wanted it. Didn't even ask for it. Isn't that right? But but it's it's just, you know, God wants to pull out some of the good stuff and do good things for you. God's a doer. I say God's a doer. Oh, I'll tell you what. Now, you know, I, listen, I hope someday, I'm believing God someday I can just, you know, uh, uh, preach the gospel for absolutely free. Just give my salary away to missions. I'm believing God for that. I'm believing God for that. Well, how will you live if you don't? Oh, God will take care of me. 
God will show me, amen. He saved the best for last. I'm not going to be poor. I'm going to be richer. Amen. Well, don't a preacher need money? Yeah, don't you need money? But, I'm, but you're not going to be my source. God's going to be my source, amen. And God's got more than one way to take care of folks. Isn't that right? Well, wouldn't it be nice if you could just earn a, instead of earning a living, that you could make a giving? You could just give it all. You could give your salary away. <gasps> See, you just don't, you just don't understand God's ways that you're never going to outgive God. And you sow a seed. Anything you sow for a seed to the gospel, you are qualified for a hundredfold. Now that's Jesus' words. You have maximized yourself when you're living for a to be a given. When you're when you're still in the getting, see, the devil keep you a pauper, you'll be a beggar. But when you start being a believer, eventually you'll get where you're giving more away. I remember one time our accountant said, This is not possible that you would give away more than what you earned. <laughs> Boy, you know, it, that year, somehow or other, you know, uh, uh, we took the little old hammer and hit the thing and it rung the bell. We've tried to hit it again, you know, but it's hard to do. <laughs> Lest the Lord helps you. Amen. Wouldn't it be good if we sowed more seed than, than the bread that we ate? Would you have more bread if you sowed more seed? Oh my goodness, you could feed, you could feed like Boaz is taking care of Ruth. And that. But you got to get aggressive with the harvest. You got to get it loosed. She beat it with a stick. Are you getting tired? I'm almost done. Sometimes you've got to separate the good stuff, the grain, that which is usable, from that which is holding it. You've got to loose it from the stalks and from the outer shell. How many of you need some things to have some harvest that you need to open up? The open reward, you know, uh, the Bible talks about. It need harvest, need harvest to open up and get aggressive over the release of the increase. You can have the increase, but it needs to be released where you can use it. Oh, I know I've laid up a lot of treasure in heaven. You know you have a heavenly account. Do you know do you get a pen number? Chapter and verse. <laughs> Second Corinthians. Ninth chapter, eighth verse. Do you do you have a pin number? Punch that in. Amen. Need to make a withdrawal. What for? Oh, I need to be a blessing. I need to be a blessing. I need to be a blessing. You said I'd be fully supplied so I could be a blessing. Isn't that right? You know, they would use, a, it says with a stick. Everybody say with a stick. Now she didn't just pick up some old dead limb somewhere. They had a stick that was special for that. Is is called the flail. You know there are tools for harvesting. You need to. My dad always used to say you need the right tool for the job. All right. I don't think she brought that. I'm sure it was probably uh, one of Boaz's sticks. You know the Lord will show you how. He'll provide what you need to loose the uh, the give you the tools. We need to be. We we are workmen who do not need to be ashamed. We are workmen. To do the work of the Lord, you, 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 he's given us tools to work with. You hear? Well, it's called a flail. And it, it would have a handle on it. And some of them it could have multiple. Some of them had one stick. And some of them uh, would have two. You could have three. Uh, but it would look almost like uh, uh, it'd have a longer hand, but it looked like you've seen in modern days the nunchucks, you know, where it's got a chain in between them or, or an attachment. This would probably have had a piece of leather or whatever in between it. But we're, for practical purposes and how it applies in here, it, we're going to call it a stick with two other sticks, a handle with two striker sticks on the end of it. That that's what you would use. She'd hold the handle, and the two striker sticks would be shorter sticks, and that's what you'd beat the beat the harvest with. She's beating the barley grains out from the stalks, ain't that? Uh, what what for? To 
open, let make those stocks open up and release the increase that they were holding. Amen. Well, I'm glad you asked, so I'll answer. Because I can see it in your eyes. What? What? Jesus, knowing what they were thinking, answered them and said. So I know what you're thinking. What's that got to do with uh, me? I've had you so, you, you, the Lord's had your attention so far. Don't, don't, uh, when we get down to the how to do this, amen. that. How, how many of you believe you, you, it needs, it needs to open up. I need to, I need it to be usable. I've sown my seed. I believe God's got to increase for me. But the release of things, I need it where I can use it. I need to understand how to get it loosed up. Seems like it's been held up. No good thing with he withhold. But you know, there's something God does, but there's something that we do. I told Miss Sandy, you know, I said now, uh, I won't pick out or whatever. I said, but you know, I said, the, the bird can be in its nest. I said, but God still make the bird get up and fly down and pick the worm. Amen. Hallelujah. I still bring you a cup of coffee uh, uh, in your bed if you need it every once in a while. But every once in a while, I have to say, sometimes you, I made the coffee, but you've got to come to the kitchen and get it. Now, why would you do that, preacher? Just because I love looking at her lovely little self. Amen. I likes her near me. Hallelujah. Is that all right? Yeah. <laughs> but every once in a while I need to treat her special and bring her coffee in bed. Just so she can, cause, because she spends her time with the Lord. She needs her coffee. Amen. She'll get her Bible. And she'll say, get me my books and stuff like that. She'll fluff her little self and everything like that. Got her little nest and it's a wonderful thing. Amen. Then she'll come down and disturb me in my office, my home office. That's okay. You know, it's good. She spends her time with the Lord, her private time with the Lord. Before we do the day together, she does her, starts her day with the Lord Jesus, and I start my day with the Lord Jesus. And she told me, she said, you're the second best thing that's ever happened to me. Jesus is the best. And said, you're the, and you're the, and you're the second man in my life that I love. She said, I love Jesus more, but I sure do love you. And that's, that's a good thing. Are you listening? Matthew, the sixth chapter, it says this. These are powerful opening rewards. How you open, how you get an open reward. It says we get before God and that we're looking and listening to God. And the first thing he listened to, here's the order of things. He said, giving. Praying and fasting and doing that in front of God. Looking to God. God, you're going to be my source. So he says, when you give in secret, he said, not in front of men, not looking to men for reward, but looking to God. When you give, everybody say, when I give. See, our giving is a sowing of obedience to God. It's a sowing. It, it takes faith to sow a seed. It takes faith to give. Moving right along. Praying to God in secret. Let God know your needs. Let God know your desires. You know, let, let, let God. He is the one that can do something about it. Telling it to everybody else. See, tell God. He is the one that you need and want to do something about it. And he's the one who really can do something about it. True? Amen. And the other one is fasting. See, see, you know, take your stick and get aggressive. Get aggressive in your giving. Hey, the devil will try to clamp down on you. Just say, you know what? I'll tell you. There have been times when the devil would just, you know. And when I say the devil, no, he didn't appear to me personally, but just get that uh on the inside of you. You ain't got enough. You're going to go down the tubes. You ain't got enough gas. I mean, I mean seriously. You know all that. You know what? I remember it just rise up on the inside. I said, "I'll tell you something now. You keep bothering me. What little bit of money I got, I'm gonna give it." And I've done it just to shut the devil up. 
Gee, you done pushed me to the place where you pushed me right into God. Now, see what you're going to do. What are you going to do? You bother me about, see, what are you going to do with God's harvest? See if you can stop God from blessing me. See if you can stop God from getting his harvest, making his harvest happen to me. Because I'm going to, I'll get aggressive with my giving. I, I, I've got a place where hell, I'll tell you stories about that kind of stuff. I mean, one of them backup devil offerings. You know what I'm saying? Life changes significant. You know, sometimes it takes a significant seed to open up a significant harvest. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes it takes more than now I lay me down to sleep. Or God, I need you to do this or need you to do that. Sometimes you got to sit in front of God like Daniel and you just stay there. It's not difficult. You get up, you know, uh, you pray, you wash your face, you comb your hair because it's in front of God. You fast. These are powerful, layered things that, you know, it's like boom, boom, boom. Devil, down, dead, and done. Sometimes you've got to get a little aggressive with the, Instead of flailing around, take that stick and hit that harvest and hit it again and hit it again. You know, if it don't loosen up, if the increase don't release immediately, hit it again. Give, pray, fast, look to God, listen to God, obey God. Would you get anything out of this today? I know it took you a long way, took you past where your breakfast could bring you, all the way to lunch. You're hungry now. That's all right. Best investment you made this week. You know, this is the first day. And this first is going is, is gonna to overflow into all the rest. Oh, what a blessed, happy time we're living in. Now, we're still going to have to work all day, every day. Amen. But, you let the Lord work in your heart and work in your life. You're in obedience to God, the obedience to the faith, the faith that you have in your heart to follow Jesus. You came here today. Did you get anything from him today? I'll tell you, if you'll put this, if you'll put this to work, this word, just this word, think about this. Get it in front of you till you see how to do it. See? Until the information, which is good information. It's very good information. All right, but until it becomes a revelation, and the and the and the key that turns that door is, I've decided that it has an application in my life. This is the answer that I've been looking for. You know, God's ways are higher than our ways; they're better, they're greater than our ways. And you you're going to be glad that you you know today is a day uh, we're living during a time of great darkness, of great confusion and chaos, uh, of, of one saying this is the way and another saying that's the way. But I'll tell you, Jesus is the way. And he talked about being a spiritual person, seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his right way of being and doing. You'll be glad that you did. It seemed like, you know, uh, it, 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 it just seems like sometimes that, boy, we work and we work and we work uh, and we work, you know, uh, and uh, gather up all of these parts and pieces of information and revelation and all that. But here at the harvest, we're in a time of harvest right now. And here worldwide, the Lord's bringing the kingdom. His will is being done. And I'll tell you, all things are coming together and all things are working together. All the investment you've made of all those words you've heard and all of the obediences, all the training that you're willing to take from the Lord, this is the time.
See? This is the time for the application of those things. And I'll tell you, you'll see the release of the increase. How many of you have... uh, And let me encourage you, prove this out first for yourself. Prove it out and just, you know, very practical, uh, uh, very practical things. And, you know, I mean, you know, believe God for a pair of socks. And when the socks show up, realize that souls are just the next step. Your faith is working. If God can bring you socks, God can bring your soul, bring those souls in. Your friends, your family, the people that your heart is moved towards them, you care about them, you you care about the condition that they're in spiritually, naturally, of course, but but more than that, you long for them to know the God that you know. You want them to be successful in life. The greatest success is knowing Jesus. Is knowing Jesus. It's having a living, vibrant, vital relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Every day. I pray that for you. But I also realize that we have to have some time and some space to allow the Lord to just show you. Tell you. For you to prove it out for yourself. God is real. His way is better than my way or the world's way. I've been down so many dead-end streets, but I thank God that I found the highway of holiness. That I had to be willing to uh, go through some things to be separated from that which was uh, causing God's best to be withheld from me. If I would do what was required of me, and what's required to walk humbly, In front of God. Amen. Just to walk humbly with the Lord. To love the mercy of God. Just seek to honor and glorify God. I hope this has been helpful for you today. Uh, We're making a deposit out there into the future. you, You don't know when. Jesus knew that someday, somehow, some way, you know, that his words would make it all the way centuries later to our ears to our eyes he did that by faith we do that by faith today the sower sows the word it's for more than just this moment right now it's for the future amen and you're going to need this word that you've heard and I pray God's blessing on you. This, I, I have it by good authority. So I, I was given a word from the Lord. Don't withhold the word of the Lord from people. When you feel impressed to speak uh, something to people. You know, Runas, I had you in my, uh, I know that you've been on the Lord's mind and on his heart. Because he mentioned you uh, today to me. And... Uh, I heard this and, and, I, and I saw this. Remember I, I, I shared with you briefly about this thing to watch on, on YouTube. Were you able to watch that? You need to watch it. Because I'm going to tell you something. I heard this. The Lord has said that there's that poems, poems of praise. There's going to be a flow of uh, as you get in the, you know, of his now, see, you know, God has plans for you, son, that are, that are greater than your plans where that's concerned. And sometimes you've wondered how this is, how what you do is how God's going to use that. And he's used it to a measure, but there's a greater measure. And I, I heard this, poems of praise. The Bible says when we come together, uh, if anyone has a revelation or a psalm or, or, or uh, this, that, uh, that we're to, uh, um, and sometimes that we're to, be, that we're to be willing to be used of God where that is concerned. That's not just in this gathering, but in other gatherings uh, as well. And don't relegate, you know, uh, this is the uh, uh, that this is the box that has been built for me. See, God don't like living in men's boxes. 
Amen. And God says, God says, we've checked off that box. Now I have a larger wealthier place for you. And that gift, that gift, God's going to exploit that. He's going to, he's going to enlarge that. He's going to use that in a greater measure. And I heard this one, poems of praise, poems of praise, you know. And you know how that is when it's, you know, I mean, when you're gifted in grace, it just flows, doesn't it? Amen. But you're going to see that flow in your life. Hallelujah. All right. Praise the Lord, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. Does the Lord have a word for you? Yeah. I remember one time one lady, uh, um, and dear, dear lady, love the Lord, was just a little, you know, maybe exuberant. Uh, sometimes... Sometimes our zeal will outrun our wisdom, won't it? <laughs> I remember uh, this lady one time uh, um, asked my son, uh, who was just young, you know, but he'd been raised at this, and he, she said, do you have a word from the Lord? Because that was a very, you know, prophesying different things like that <laughs> were uh, uh, and people just running here and running there wanting a prophetic word. He said, yeah, I've got a word for you. It's right here right here so I know if you've been looking for a word from the Lord I've got a word for you it's right here amen and if you don't have a Bible we'll send you one we'll get one to you I mean pass Sandy get it done somebody from Indonesia one on one that girl got it done amen she's got connections worldwide when you connect it to God we, he can get it to you can he amen well how important is that don't ignore that the word of God is life amen no greater request than I need a Bible amen Miss Janet, you said, and still does. Just uh, she is a Bible uh, seeding person. I mean, buys them by the case, hundreds of Bibles all over. She and she'll recruit you without you knowing it. Amen, Miss Jan. We love you. Anyway, listen. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Till the next time, you remember this, boy. You are so very blessed. Come on and taste and see how good God is. Just taste and see. Amen. We'd love to help you in any way, shape, or form that we can. Until the next time, you be at rest, the rest of faith. And get, uh, get a little aggressive uh, where your harvests are concerned. God's got good things for you this next week. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.